towards the far post. Riston, Anton. Barisha, Diamante. Durante with a free header. And the honour of Western United's first A-League goal goes to a familiar face. Bessart, Barisha. It's Connor Payne on the left. Alessandro Diamante, the ball on a string. And- oh, Diamante! Welcome back to the All Out West podcast. And this week, Kelsey and I are joined by West United's Women's Football Integration Manager and Calder United President Amanda Stella, alongside veteran footballer, Calder United captain and future Western United player, Alex Sinclair. Yeah, you keen, Kelsey? Yeah, let's get into it. Welcome to the podcast and how are you going? Great, thanks, Andrew. Yeah, good, thanks, Andrew. So I'm going to go a bit crazy off the script right now and this is a bit of a tradition. Where do you stand on the Palmy versus Palmer scenario? I'm going to say Palmer. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Palmer. I think I think Palmy is more my um, regional mates, so um, Palmer for me. Oh, thank you very much. We had a lot of Palmies thus far this season in interviews, and it was a disappointing. Very. Starting with you, Amanda, can you tell us a bit about how you came to love the world game and what is your football story? Uh, so it's a pretty pretty basic football story. It's not over exciting. Um, I have two daughters, and uh, about eight years ago, my eldest started playing, um, and then my other daughter started playing. And before I knew it, I was at the club all the time and training and team managing, and then got on the committee. Um, and then it's pretty just it's grown from there. I, I love the environment. I love um, the fact that the girls have you know such a good bond within their team I think it's important to their to their you know for their um self-esteem and them growing as people um that's what I love about the whole club feel um Calder is very family orientated although we played a pretty um elite level our our sense of family and friendships is quite strong um throughout the club and I've made a lot of friends and um people I'll probably be, be close to for the rest of my life regardless whether I stay in football or not so um, yeah, no, no, you know, didn't didn't play. I grew up playing tennis um, and netball. Um, used to f- followed AFL my whole life and didn't really watch much football. Uh, but then once my daughter started, it sort of it's taken over the whole family unit. So which which is good because then the whole family are involved in, you know, the one sort of thing. Yeah, it's good to have that family connection with everything. It is. It is. Uh, Alex, how about you? What's your football story? Uh, yeah, so I actually started playing when I was um, 10 years old. Um, the first sport I actually played was basketball, um, but I I was hopeless at it. I was just running around everywhere. Um, and mum uh, decided to take me out of uh, basketball and put me into the sport my brother was playing, which I enjoyed playing so much because I look up to him and that was soccer. So um, at the time then I um, I had to play for a boys' team, Um because they didn't have girls, juniors, all these back then. I think there were very few, even women's teams at the time. So, um, yeah, I, I started playing and, and at 14 was the cutoff. You weren't allowed to play for boys anymore um, as a female. Um, but at the actual time of that, I um, I got selected and scouted for the Centre of Excellence, which was like before the NTC back then, Um and then that moved into the NTC. So I was playing basically Victorian squads for about five years, um, then got selected for um, the women's Premier League team, Box Hill Inter. I'm not sure if you, you remember um, them, but, yeah, they were a powerhouse team back in the old WPL era. Um, and, yeah, I, through them I actually had a couple of stints in the old W League, which was called Big Vision, um, but not many people remember that. Um Sorry. So, yeah, and then basically from that, it was just um, on to move on from all that and I uh, I went back to community just because life circumstances changed and uh, found my way back into the MPLW, but I tried the elite level again and that was 2017 with um, Call United and, and I haven't looked back since, so. Wow, that's such an amazing story. Just have it, it's been amazing to see that progression through that time. Yeah. It's changed so much. Like um, the girls have so much more opportunity these days and that's why I'm always encouraging them to just take their chances because, when you know, the girls, there's very few from my era still. I think there's still a couple playing in the WPL, um, sorry, the MPLW, but um, 
things have, uh, have, have evolved since that, you know, um, from Vic Vision was just a state competition to now it's a W League and it's, and it's, and it's growing. Um, so it's good to see. Yeah. Well, that, that, thank you. That's great football story. And what is it that brought you to both of you to Western United? Um, so for me, it would be a couple of years ago now that um, when Western United, United were, were, were just starting starting off, we had some discussions about how Calder could fit in with um, with with their future plans. Um, and then their their first season started, and that sort of took over. And you know, conversations were left for some time. But it would be um, almost a year ago to the day that um, we become we became much closer in having conversations as to where we could take this. And, you know, their aspirations to have a W League team was for them, for Western United from the start. Um, it was just working out the best the best path to get there. And for them, it looked like Colder United would be a good a good partnership, um, well-established NPL um, club, um, a lot of recognition, very successful, you know, some good people, good players. Um, so for us, it was... You know, let's let's see how we can work together. Let's let's try and get to that that end, end goal for for both um, both them and for me. I looked at it as as, as an opportunity for our players and, and for all female athletes in in Victoria, especially to get an opportunity to play, um, you know, W League in this state without having to you know move into state or um, that, that that's how it started. And then since then, obviously, I've um, started working for them earlier this year, and um, it's a, they're they're an amazing club. You guys would know they're they're a family orientated, um, and the way that they regard, you know, Calder and the players and the people, um, it, it's 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 amazing. It's a, it's a really good feel, and that's why we when you know when we've done some things like gone to Tassie or been down to Geelong and played games before the men. Um, it's it's created a really good atmosphere, and that's what that's what's going to come in in the W League, which is really exciting. Um, Alex, how about you? What what brought you to Calder, or and also now Western United as well? Yeah, so um, I was actually playing at the uh, the community club there, um, and then um, Mark Tocaso, which is the coach of of Calder, Western United, he um, he just kept you know. Um, hounding me to come back up into the league and come on, you've still got it, you've still got it. And I was just like, nah, my, my time's done, I'm getting old and things like that. And twisted my arm and, and I came across halfway through the 2017 season and had my full season in 2018. And um, from that, obviously, as Amanda said, it's it, this partnership's just evolved. Um, they've obviously, you know, loved what she's doing with the club and, and um want to take their club to that next level of women's football and, and the collaboration has just been amazing. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm more than happy for all the girls and, and everyone involved. The club culture is fantastic. Um, the inclusion is amazing. They always include us in so much more than we ever expected. So um, whether that's, you know, um, curtain raiser games or just trips away with the men, um, yeah, I, I'm really enjoying being a part of it all. That, that's really good to hear. You know, that's the vibe you kind of get with West United is the inclusiveness we all they try to bring to everyone. You know, um, I mean, just going back to you. So, I'm happy to be corrected if I'm wrong, but I understand your role with the club is head of female football, and you're also the president of Calder United. Yeah, cool. I just wanted to make sure I was correct. That's Didn't want right. to actually mislead anything. Um, <laughs> are you able to just go into a bit more depth about these roles? What these require? What these roles require on a day to day level? Um, so, you know, pres- president of Calder is, um, you know, something that's very important to me. The club is very important. Every player is very important to me. Um, as far as, you know, what's in the role, it's like what's not in the role. Um, it's it's everything to do with, with running a club. I'm pretty involved. I, I've team managed every year that I'm there. I've done the senior team the last few years. Um, you know, on the barbecue, you know, cleaning up, you know, e- everything that, uh, in marshalling, you know, it's not, um, it's not, it's it's not glamorous. It's it's you know, it's it's at the end of the day, we're a, we're a family, a family club, and we all pull together and we do some great fundraising and we have some amazing, amazing players, but we have some amazing people at our club, and that's what, um, that's why you do it. It's a you know, it's a voluntary position, 
Um, I have a really good supportive committee. Uh, Mark's been the head coach since we started seven years ago, so he um, is a great support to to everything we do. Um, you know, I think for me, I look at myself as a, as a parent and a leader at the club. The, the title is, is, you know, not all that relevant if we're honest. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's become a part of our life, part of my life. It takes up a lot of time. There's a lot of the administration stuff, which, you know, probably isn't my favourite part. Um, so now we're starting to, you know, expressions of interest for trials and um, we'll have to do training schedules and coaching interviews and all that sort of stuff, which is very important, um, which is why obviously I do it because um, that's what makes the the, um, the basis of, of a successful club. So, yeah, if, if I had my way, I'd just be out on the pitch team managing and, you know, having fun with the girls and doing some fundraising. But, you know, it takes a little bit more than that, um, which, I, which I'm happy to do. Um, and then with Western United, I started on, on a, as a part-time basis the start of this year, just working in their female football space um, to, start, to start growing that in the anticipation that we would get a licence um, soon, which we now will have for next season. So it's about building building everything around that the admin the marketing the memberships all of all of those sorts of things that are going to you know need to be in place when we um you know when we announce our first player and get ready for round one 2022 yeah just leading on from that you've brought up a few challenges uh but more importantly what are the successes you've had in these roles like any landmark moments for you uh there's a lot of Depends what you what what each individual uh, marks as success. For me, success is going to training and seeing our under thirteens having an amazing time, running around, laughing, playing some games. Senior our senior girls getting involved with with some of the younger age groups at training. For me, that shows the success of a club that you know we've been trying to build towards for a long time. It goes a bit beyond trophies and ribbons and medals, and although it's all all that accolade stuff is you know, highly important and why we do a lot of things. Um, the s- success I see is a little bit little bit more basic. Those sort of things make me happy, as happy as winning games. Um, for me, if the girls all come off the pitch, you know, smiling and whether they've won or lost, it's, um, you know, it's not, it's not irrelevant, but it's not as important as their well-being and how much they're enjoying the game. Um, obviously, at senior level, it's a little bit different, um, but still... Still, I love seeing just them at training, having a great time. They, our senior team is very close. They spend a lot of time away from the club together, you know, to see their photos when they're out for dinner and stuff. That's that's success for me. That's, you know, all the hard work you put into a club. That's what you want at the end of the day. That's really grounded. And, I, I yeah, I completely agree with that, that kind of family atmosphere. It's, yeah, thank you for that perspective. And I think sometimes, sometimes people think that, it's sort of one or the other. You can have that, that really competitive elite environment or, um, you know, that fun family. You know, I, I, I am a big believer and always have been that you can have both. You can succeed in both. You can succeed off the pitch um, and on the pitch and that's what I think clubs need to work towards um, for the overall success of, of what we're all doing. Yeah, I think that's a really positive message that you've got there as well. That's yeah. right. You can have both. It doesn't have to just be mm-hmm. one or the other. Yeah. Um, Alice, what inspires you on and off the pitch? Off the pitch, you know, it's that um, it's that big part of my life. Family, um, friends. Um, they, they. I just always want to do them proud with anything I do. Um, particularly because I've dedicated so much of my life to this sport. Um, I've just always wanted to take it to that next level and, and make them proud. Um, particularly my mum, you know, she's been through a lot and she's, she's been my strength through, through it all. So, um, yeah, my family, my friends, um, but on the, on the pitch, it's, it's my team, it's the club. Um, it's going out there and, and doing what you have to do to get the job done for them. Um, and, you know, just not wanting to be the best on the team, but be the best for them all the time. Um, I think that's, what goes through my head every every session, every every game, even even off the pitch with them as well. Um, but just yeah, they're they're an incredible bunch of girls to play with, and I'm and I'm so lucky to have been blessed with a, a great team like them. Does your do your mum still watch all your games that she can, or 
Yeah, she actually, um, she, she's actually getting a bit more uh, social media frenzy, as you call it. So she's, uh, I actually rang her one one of the games this year, and I, I, I rang her on the way home, and I'm like, um, oh, we we, we won, man! I scored a, a crazy uh, a goal. It was insane. She's like, I saw, and I'm like, what? And she's like. Um, yeah, I watched your game on on the uh, the thing where you watch it live on. Are you mean like YouTube? And she's like, yeah. I said, do you watch the whole game? And she goes, yeah. I said, how did you manage to even figure out how to do that? And she's like, I have my ways. And I'm just like, oh, I love your mum, you know. So um, just things like that just make me, you know, just want to even do her more proud and just my loved ones. It's just, yeah, those little moments just make everything great. Make great. it all. <laughs> Alex, Alex won't say it, but I'll say it. So at at the club, she's like the, the 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 pinnacle for the juniors. So when we have senior games, there is always a, a a group of girls, several groups of girls from across all the teams that you know um, they are there. They're there because they love Calder and they love the whole team. But many of them have a very very special spot for Alex, and she actually did assistant um, coach our under 15s this year. Um, so she's she's an amazing coach as well, not just a player in person. But and this is this is what this is when we said spoke before about success. This is what success is about. It's about giving opportunity and and bringing out the best in people. That that then equates to success. So you know when Alex does stop playing, which won't be anytime soon, um, you know she has all the ability and will have all the support to continue in the game with coaching or whatever it is she wants to do and that that's what you want you want you want your players and your juniors looking up to people like that because that's that's what will make our game stronger that is what we'll you know see it you know become what we all want it to be um great segue there how do you think having a role in both clubs helps to strengthen the link between clubs in the case of being a, a manager uh, in, in management or being a player that could become a coach so yeah, yeah so i think the i think there's obviously the the, the synergies of having someone that is is uh, looking to bring the two together, but for the good of the bigger bigger picture. Uh, so I think that's that's definitely worked in in this um, situation. I'm not going to shy away from the fact that it's been a lot of hard work and a, and a lot of time. Um, but I think I think the two the two Calder and Western United coming together has sort of fast tracked where we've got to now and I think that is a win for everybody. That's not just a win for Western United or Calder or for me or for Alex. It's a win for female football in Victoria. So and that was always the vision and we'll keep going, you know, going with that vision for for as long as we can and and that's the legacy that we want to we, we want out there that, you know, a bit of bit of time, bit of effort, a bit of unity, a bit of support um, to, to other people and you can you can get to where we are today. Alex, is there anything you want to add to that, or you think yeah, well, Rams? That uh, uh, to touch on what Amanda said, it's just it's just creating that unity and the synergy and bringing it all together. Because um, once it gets going, it just builds and opportunities come. And um, yeah, I just I just think what what's going on at the moment is really great. Yeah. So and just touching on that, so obviously the link up between West United and Calder was to provide a proper pathway for girls to achieve their dreams of playing football and having an opportunity at the elite level. How do you see this partnership evolving and what would you like to see from the partnership moving forward? I think I think the, the, the goal is to create that united family where a girl that's eight years old can come and play mini roos at Calder and continue on the path into junior girl NPL. Then they can play senior NPL level and, you know, if they're good enough, they get that opportunity to, to play W League uh, or within the same family, within the same people, a lot of the time the same coaches. Um, I think that's that's we don't we've never had anything like that. There isn't anything like that around. Um, and as Alex said early on when she started, how difficult it was, you know, you you're playing boys teams and you play there for a certain amount of time until there's a good enough girls team with enough players. The 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 vision is to create that that female football powerhouse environment so the girls have every opportunity to succeed and get to where they want to go. Um, so I think that's 
that that was always that's always the plan and that we will never shy away from that that's what we want to do we want to create you know as many opportunities as possible and you know for, for not just the girls at Calder for girls of the west and you know really grow f- female football in this state um, because unfortunately the last couple of years we've lost a lot of football um, so the, the the more we can do to get girls playing keep girls playing and and keep their dreams alive I think the better will the game will be for everybody I think it's what the game needs to be honest like it needs to be equal for everyone it needs to be accessible to everyone everyone's a fan we should all have the same opportunity to yeah. access and play the game or be around the game we love um, so just moving on, like, so I understand the club commenced a 14-week training program for the girls under the head coach um, yeah. at the start of August. Just wanted to know how that was going. Uh, so yeah, we put together a development squad, which uh, unfortunately we only got one session in before lockdown came and knocked on our door, which was um, really frustrating. It took a lot of time to get it all all organised and ready to go and venue and players and kits and coaches and um, but at least we got the one in, so everyone got a bit of a taste and it's kept everyone hungry and kept working during this time. Uh, it was made up of predominantly maybe 80% of 19s and senior colder players and then there was a handful of, of girls um, from some other clubs uh, that our head coach, who also Mark Tokaso, that also looks after the development squad, um, that he'd identified and, you know, uh, their, their their coaches at their club supported the opportunity. So it was amazing. We had a really good session and um, I can't wait for for us to be able to continue on with it because I think it, it gives the girls that extra, extra couple of sessions every week to become that player that they're all wanting to be, whether from that group half of them end up playing W League or whatever, they're all going to become better, better players. Um, from that extra session. So I think uh, it's, it's, a, it's a great initiative and I can't wait to get back doing it. Yeah, it's a shame you can only get the one session in before uh, another lockdown came. On I think door. it was literally, I think it was, so the first session was a Wednesday morning and I think by Thursday night we were. Yeah. Yeah, very frustrating. Yeah. Well, we got photos. Um, we got some photos and we've got some memories and, you know, that's what, we'll, that's what we keep thinking about and we can't wait to... Um, get back out there because, you know, that, that's what the girls want to do. You ask Alex, all she wants to do is train, 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 train. On that note, Alex, how was that training session? Yeah, I was just I was just going to say um, just even that one session, it just it just showed us what we were in for. Like the training was great. Um, you know, you had coaches take on um, different groups and doing all a variety of things. You know, these girls have never even been – um, anywhere close to something like an environment like this. So to see the reaction when we first rocked up, getting the gear and and looking what we were, it was just heartwarming. Um, they were all enjoying themselves and the people are great. The coaches were awesome. Um, I think we're just, we're just looking forward to get back and just keep chasing that opportunity a lot of these girls never would have dreamed of um, and now they have. So That's good. Just on that note, are there any part of your game you're really getting like getting prepared for the oncoming 22-23 season? You can't go past always practicing on your finishing. Um, <laughs> as a forward, um, yeah, the areas of my game, it's 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 mostly finishing, particularly. Um, for me, the accuracy, the power, awareness, um, all that comes with it. So pretty much just the fundamentals of a striker or a forward, you know, taking on players. If you put out wide, um, uh, so you're just basically just really training um, to get back to where I was. You know, uh, there's no fitness like match fitness. I think so. Um, you can do everything, you know, to get back. But when without match fitness, you've got to be put in the environment and start playing those games again, and and then it all comes back naturally. So um, you just got to work on those areas of your game, um, and then when you're back into the environment of of training and things like that, it, it all just comes. Kind of rushing back, I guess. Yeah. Well, well, just touching on that as well. So, pandemic aside and everything like that, because obviously it could throw havoc, wreak havoc again. What's the plan um, for preparing and having the, few, the the squad in the best possible shape to hit the ground running ahead of the twenty twenty three W League season? Twenty twenty two. Don't get don't go too far away. Twenty twenty. I said twenty twenty two, didn't I? Twenty twenty two. Originally, and then then you changed it just to twenty three. We don't want to think about twenty three. <laughs> We're focused on twenty two. 
<laughs> yeah, no, sorry, apologies for that. If I, if it, connection's really bad as well, so I apologise. Yes, for the 2022 season. Let's focus on that one. Yes, yes. Uh, it'll be here before we know it. We've got 12 months, so 12 months of planning, uh, setting up a, a bigger, you know, f- uh, female football structure at Western United. At the moment, it's I have a lot of support, but it's pretty much just me, so that will obviously grow and change. Um you know, with with staff and administration and and all of those those things that you know are going to need to be part of the W League setup. Um, but it's 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 good. It's good. Twelve months is it goes fast. But I think if we can if we can keep COVID at bay, if we can train, that will be the biggest hurdle. Um, you know, as Alex just said, games, matches, fitness, all that stuff comes from the girls doing what they love to do and that's work hard. So the minute we can get back out there, we will. And the the development squad will continue to grow and, you know, we hope to get some interstate trips in and so a lot of practice games, all that sort of stuff, um, keeping in mind the girls all play at clubs as well. So it's also about managing, you know, managing their workload and making sure when we get to the end of the NPLW season uh, that the girls have all still got a lot left in their tank to keep going into a into a W League season that will probably be expanded and more games and a much longer season. So a little a lot of management there, a lot of um, organisation, but it's exciting. Um, you know, would it have been great to be this season? Yes, it would have. If you'd asked me a few months ago, that was my number one. I really wanted it to be this season. But in hindsight, I'm actually... Um, a little bit relieved that we have the 12 months. I think the next few months are going to be very complicated, to say the least, in any in any sport um, at a national level with, with restrictions and lockdowns and, um, you know, travelling. Um, I was up for the challenge. I'd still be up for it now if they turned around and said, here's your licence for this season. I would still take it and, you know, work really hard and we'd get there. But, it, but, but I, I'm looking forward to the next 12 months and getting all the foundations right ready to come out there and and take on whoever it is we have round one nice now alex a quick one what are your expectations for the debut w league season oh i expected to go ahead that would be great um no look um i think it's very uh it's very hard to put expectations in a time that we are in at the moment um, but I would say it's just uh, for the girls, motivation is key. So just, you know, finding that motivation within you to just come back where you left off and, and you know, and then some, you know, take it to that next level, um, keep working hard towards it. Um, in regards to the club, it's it's already evident that, um, you know, they're, they're all about their players, they care about their players and, and um, the club culture is phenomenal. So... Um, I think the expectation is just going back into that family environment, being motivated, having fun, enjoying the moment and just taking that opportunity to where you can. What's it like being an athlete in the COVID era? No, it's it's challenging because all you want to do is just go, you know, kick a ball and, and like I was saying on the Zoom call to the team the other day, there's only so much time you can go collect your own balls before you've actually done your workout. So, um, yeah, look, it, it's challenging, but I think the, the most important thing is just um, remembering why you do it and keeping your eye on that prize and, and, and your goal, whatever it may be, um, and just, you know, reaching out. Um, we're all in this together, so reaching out, staying connected as much as you can, whether it be a session together or, um, you know, a Zoom call, as simple as that, um, just staying connected, keeping your eye on your prize and just working hard because when we get back out there, um, I think we're going to enjoy it more than ever. I think one of the only good things to come out of the pandemic in the last two years of football is uh, resilience. I think that's one new attribute that all players, boys and girls, are going to you know, have got so much better at because the stop, start, disappointment, high, low, start again, um, it's been it's been a really rough couple of seasons. So I think, you know, it's I think it's showed everybody that we can get through it, we can be resilient, we can we can keep working hard and and it will come. It will come. Yeah, and also 
the I think the mental fitness side of things too, that 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 toughness, um, they they'll know how to overcome obstacles a little better and things like that. Um, it's very challenging for many. Um, and it's and it's very important at the same time. And that's why it's very important to reach out and, and stay connected and and like Amanda said, have that resilience because um, you can get through this. I, I think you can get through many things in life. Um, COVID really sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it does. I think it'll all give us an appreciation when we're allowed, all allowed to actually do the basic things like go and have a kick of the ball freely and things like that. Yeah, and just um, not taking those little things for granted, you know what I mean? So. Yeah. Um, so. With the uh, NPL season, uh, NPLW season suspended, Alex, are you gutted that you won't make it a hat trick player of the year? <laughs> um, I didn't even expect at times to get the player of the year as it was. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm not gutted because I, I, I never expect it, and, and I think that's the beauty of it um, to be surprised with such an award, a beautiful award like that, by your peers in the league. Um, I think that's it's it's just a wonderful thing. Um, so uh, no, I'm I'm not gutted. I'm 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 more gutted that we couldn't chase the championship trophy. Um, if anything, but that's okay. It'll come. <laughs> now on that on the the game thing, what was it like being a captain in a grand final? Oh, okay. Um, yeah, challenging. Um. That was uh, that was already a challenging day for me as it was. So um, I think the support from your club and your team and um, your family um, on a day like that uh, just means the world. Um, it was one of the, I guess it was one of the hardest um, times of my life, but it was one of the proudest moments of my life to be able to hold the trophy up with that incredible team. And for that incredible club was just, yeah, one of the most amazing things I've experienced um, in life and in the soccer journey as well. That's um, amazing. Yeah, it was, it was a really good moment. Do you have a pre-game ritual? Oh, God, yeah. I um, Oh, look, I have the, the usual. I can't go a, a day, a game without um, texting the team. I have to send them a... And I think people actually wait for it and they're just like, where's Alex from with her? Why has she texted us yet? Um, I can be annoying like that, but I, I know they did. They'll love it. Um, but I always send a, a, like a motivational pregame text to them um, every every game day before the game um, just to pump them up a bit. And then, you know, you've got the likes of age in a circle that will bring that um, vocal side of it out, which just pumps us up even more. Um, so we work well together with that stuff. And um, my ritual game it's I tie my shoelace I do this weird thing with my shoelaces I um it's quite funny because Jack the photographer for for Calder he actually mentioned the other day he goes Alex do you remember when I first um started doing any of the footage for you and I was uh I was videoing you tying your shoelaces and you looked up at me and you said oh Jack you know you're going to be here for a while um so and I'm just like I do remember that moment so I do this thing where I tie my shoelaces but I've got to tuck them in and under the laces, so it's a, it's a nice bed for the ball to, you know, sit on. Um, it takes some time, but I'm still listening to everything that's going on. But in that moment, I'm actually like, it's my zone out moment. It's like time my shoelaces, visualising the game, things like that, but still hearing what's going on. So, yeah, I have this ritual of messaging the girls every game, uh, pre-game and, and doing this weird thing with my shoelaces. Well, it makes sense, oh. though. The, there's an extension of your, your, your playing, so it makes complete yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah I love the practicality of it. Like, I'm a very practical person, so I completely understand it. You just don't want that not to be in the wrong spot, you know, so when the ball connects it. So, I don't know, it's it's my thing I do. It's, yeah. And Helps we can all say Alex can take her time and do whatever she likes because if you guys haven't actually seen her play, it wouldn't matter if she, I wouldn't care if she took 30 minutes to tie her shoelaces. When the siren goes, she's, she's on. <laughs> Thanks, Amanda. Um, just going back to the club for a minute. So obviously West United, we remember when we went back at the forums and that they were really big on having a W League license. That was one of their main pitches. How did the club uh, embrace the news of getting getting the license? So it was actually um, well, it's a little it's a little bit ironic, but just typical of the football world. So we didn't really we sort of 
we, we did our formal application mid-year and we knew that it was probably going to be tough to come in. We'd had discussions and stuff much earlier in the year, but the formal application went in mid in July and we sort of knew as much as we hoped it would be for this coming season, we probably knew it wasn't going to happen. But, you know, let's, let's still go in with, you know, all the intentions right and see where we get. And it'd been a bit of to and froing and emails back and forth, but no real confirmation. And then we actually found out the Thursday night, or I found out the Thursday night before the Friday announcement of the expansion was about eight o'clock. And I'd actually just finished a Zoom with the senior players and me and Mark Torcaso stayed on the Zoom talking about some other things. And we both got a message from uh, Chris, the CEO, and said, can you guys jump on a call? And I thought, oh, this is a bit weird, 8 o'clock at night. Um, anyway, so we got on a call and he said, this is the media release that's going to come out tomorrow. And it confirms, you know, we have a we have a license for, we have a license, didn't really say for which season. Um, so it was sort of all, it was all a little bit, you know, a little bit rushed, but that tends to be how football works. It's never, never goes quite to plan. Um, so I was up at 8 o'clock with calls with the media team working out the, statements and how we were going to tell everyone we got all the 19s and senior players of Calder on a call by 9.30, told all of the, actually before that, no, that was 9.45, 9.30, there was a full Western United staff uh, meeting where everyone was was on and got told about the the news. So it was, although it was a little bit rushed, it was still amazing. By 11 o'clock, I'd seen everyone's face and everyone was, you know, really pumped and the, the, the club themselves are, um, are so deserving of this. Uh, people will say, oh, you've only been in, you know, been gone for a couple of seasons and, you know, but their intention and their how serious they take the female game is is something that, you know, I hope uh, drives so many other clubs to feel the same. They, they, they really do everything. Like to, to think, you know, even even... Uh, before we had the license, the colder girls were treated. You know, if, if there was when we went to Tassie, it was the same sort of stuff that the the men got. There was never, there's been never any, you know, second rate. Uh, you know, because it's the girls or the women. It's it's it's. I, I can't wait. I can't actually wait till we have our first W League team, and and it will be amazing for for the West and amazing for Victoria. And I think you know. They, they've done a great job to, to get get there um, at such a rapid pace. They're very ambitious, as you would know, um, but you know they've got they've got some wonderful people there that really really push things for the right reasons, and and that's what attracted me to to work with them. And I, I'm so glad that I that we did. Nice. Speaking of Tassie, any highlights from the trip? Uh, heaps. You go, Al. You go. Oh, I, I still can't get the memory of the street field of, of green and black with all these shirts and players walking down. It was just, oh, that memory has stuck with uh, No one would ever expect it to be anything like it was. Um, so, yeah, to walk to walk the street with, you know, the, the men's team and you have all your girls beside you and you've got your staff and your committee and, and it's just green and black everywhere you look, and then you've got this massive photo in the park to, to top it off. Um, it was it's it's one memory I definitely took from that, and and just the game itself, having the opportunity to play, you know, uh, another state um, for uh, you know a, a, a collaboration. I guess it was bringing everyone from the west, and you know the the partnership with um, Tasmania as well. It's um it was just a really good um, yeah trip time. It was really amazing. Yeah, it was. It was, and I think, and credit to uh, Football Tasmania as well because they they were very supportive of the the girls' games before the A League games, and the government, you know, the whole the whole everyone involved in in what needed to be in that week um, really really did a good job. It was an amazing week of football for not just Tassie, but I think for everyone to see what actually can be done if you go a little bit outside the square and. I think we probably made a lot of fans in in Tassie because we, you know, we did we did some great things. And again, I'll restate that I'm gutted I could not go on that trip. <laughs> There's always this season coming. It was life. There is. No. <laughs> uh, we definitely watched it all. It was I couldn't go because we were literally we bought a new house and we were literally just about to move in and I'd actually damaged my knee as well. 
So I was trying to juggle moving and on one leg. Oh, yeah, but it was probably best you could stay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, looking at how, how some of the uh, crew were, probably for the best for everyone. <laughs> um, Amanda, the 2018 Football Victoria Leadership Program has been noted as a defining moment for you. Can you tell us a bit about it? Uh, yeah, it was a... Um it was sort of a, it was one of those defining moments where I was sort of did some workshops with with a lot of like-minded people, a lot of females are in committees across clubs all throughout Victoria and it's sort of listening to some of their stories and the feedback they had from their clubs and just the female game in general, all those discussions, it sort of was a, it was sort of the, the moment where I went, I really do think I could probably get more involved and, 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 and do some good. Um, you know, there was a lot of things about leadership development and empowerment and increasing your network, and it was it was a really it was a really uh, successful program. I actually don't think they've run it since um, Helen Tirikos, who is a female ab- ambassador for football. She's an amazing um, amazing woman. She was working at Football Victoria at the time, and uh, she facilitated it along with Carol Fox, who's been on a lot of female boards and really, really good uh, presenter. Um, so it sort of gave me that little bit of inspiration to, you know, put some more time in and it's ended up to pretty much being all my time. Um, but I wouldn't change it because, you know, you, you can, it's one of those things where I'm starting to see all the time now um, actually getting somewhere. There's some, you know, some some great moments happening for for the girls and, you know, I think that's that's what it's all about. Nice. It's um yeah, we read in the press release that you cited as a big moment, and it's great to see. Yeah, I think because um, I realised because I realised the struggles. I think it was at that point I thought, geez, this this game's going to take a bit of a, a bit of you know a lot of good work to to really improve. Um, and I think I, I knew at the time I could probably you know do some more, and I'm I'm glad I did. And then you know one thing's led to another, and here we are today. But um, but there's there's a lot of there's a lot of good people out there that put in a lot of time and and you just got to sometimes wait a little bit for the reward but um, but you get there. That's thank you thank you for the perspective. Um, now this is a bit kind of in a similar vein. It's like in your time in football, what are the biggest changes you've noticed in particular to the women's game? Definitely a participation. Although it's a little bit hard to tell because of COVID and the pandemic, we haven't had the games, um, the seasons like we would. Um, but I am, even our expressions of interest that we've we've done for next season, we in the six, six seven years at Calder, we haven't had uh, as big a um, response. And I think that is because more girls want to play football. I think the World Cup is going to help towards that. Um, my fear is that we're not going to be ready for, for the influx of the World Cup and what that will bring. Uh, facilities is a big problem for, for everybody. It's a problem for our club, but it's a problem for for many clubs, boys and girls. Um, and that's something that's going to take some time, but it's something that needs to get better because if we want, you know, uh, more girls playing, which is what's happening, uh, they need they need clubs that have facilities adequate enough for that to happen. So. Um, I can see it happening. I can see a lot of facility upgrades, a lot of um, female funding for facilities, a lot of improvements being done through councils. So it is it is happening. Still got a long way to go, but, um, you know, I think the home of the Matildas, um, that, that money going into that facility, that, that's great for, you know, for, for, for the girls. And I think we have a long way to go, but I can see from when I, from when I say if we go back to that 2018 um, yeah, we've we've come a long way since then. Long way to go, but I'm feeling, you know, and that's what gives you the 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 power to keep going, I suppose, to know that there's there's more to do and you can't sit back and relax yet. And not quite sure if that day is ever going to come, but um, we'll, we'll keep going for now. Alex, have you got anything to say? I dare say you've had a bit of a a, a bigger gamut of experience in this one. Yeah, I, I think it's just um, the. The um, the opportunity, so it's so much more now. Like these, part it's pathways like this is just lead to so much success. And having those, building those pathways, like Amanda and, and the Western United, it's another opportunity for 
um, not only girls in, in the state but the West as well. Like um, we don't really have many of these things. I'm born and bred in the West, if you didn't know that, but we didn't really have much things. We had to travel all the way to, you know, your outer suburbs or the inner suburbs of the, in the city of Melbourne. So it's, um, to have something here in your own backyard, it's 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 pretty awesome. Um, and the partnership, we obviously the name that called the Hazzy League, you know, it brings girls to want to succeed just at that club level. And now with this opportunity with Western United, it's, uh, it's it, I think it's just going to go above and beyond, to be honest, yeah. Really hope so. Like, it would be good just for it to just be as normal as any other, like, like the distinction between men's, it would just be good just for the football to be as normal across all, across the board, if that makes sense. Um, that would be simple. It would be easy. <laughs> It would be nice and simple, wouldn't it? <laughs> this is just a question we'd like to ask everyone. What's your go-to song on Spotify? So, for example, like pre-game, example for that, like what gets you in the right mood and temperament for a game? Um, I don't actually have like a specific song, but I, I like to put on like the house and, and dance beats and whatever comes up, It's as long as it's got a catchy beat, they can pump me up. Um, I usually listen to that stuff. Um, sometimes in the car or in the workout or training session. Um, but, uh, yeah, if I'm feeling a bit like mellow or chilled out, I, I like to put the acoustic um, alternative stuff on, so a bit more of a chilled vibe. Um, so, yeah, anything between that, yeah. Man, do you have one you like to listen to before going through tedious amounts of administrative paperwork? <laughs> I actually, I actually be honest and say I'm pretty much um, – I know this is just so not of the era, but I don't mind the radio. I know that sounds <laughs> absurd, but I'm a bit of a radio junkie and I, in the car I switch from station to station and I find that I find all the music I'd like to listen to, I might have to press a few times. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, To be honest with you, music is a little bit like TV. I don't have a lot of time for it. I wish I did. Um, But maybe I should be using this lockdown time to get myself Spotified and organised and have a bit of a um, bit more of a music culture because, to be honest, I don't really have it. I will will embarrass her here. When when a good 90s track comes on, because you've got to love the 90s in a change room, she's popping all 90s is good. 90s is good, Al. 90s is good. Can't go past the 90s dance here. No, it was a great era. Now, is there anything fans can expect in the lead-up to the 22-23 season? Oh, look, I think it's going – that the because we have that bit of time to build it up, I think it's going to be amazing. I think we can really give the girls of the West something to be looking forward to, not just as players but as, you know um, – to get more families, you know, a lot of girls out there in the West will start following the the, the players and that will bring the, the families to the Western United environment, more members, much, you know, just that, that, that real full club vibe, if you get what I mean. We're going to be able to, it's not just about the, the boys that play at local clubs going to watch their A-League um, Heroes, it's, it'll be you know the girls are going to have some people to follow, and I think that will bring that will bring so much to to the club and and and, and to the to our game in, in as a, as a whole. Um, but that's something that I think the club are extremely excited about. That now they can you know sell the dream to the boys and the girls of the West. It's not just the boys; it's it's the girls as well. So I think that's you know and, and look the girls 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 are amazing. Let me tell you the the senior players will give any moment they have to their fans. They, they, you know, I think that's that's one thing that I know for sure the fans of the West will love, that the interaction that our players will have with with young girls, with, you know, girls at clubs and families. And I, I get a sense of it's going to be amazing. It's amazing now. We're just going to bring a whole new a whole new group of people into it. And I think I think that's what, you know, is going to set Western United apart from everybody else. I think we're going to really step into that that family that family atmosphere at our games. That um, something for everybody, um, and that's what I can't wait for. Yeah, I'm quite keen. You both better be at that round one game. That's all I'm saying. Hundred percent. No, well, Andrew has uh, already has a daughter. He has a second one on the way. I, I like for him. It's been really important to be able to see like his daughter having 
you know, idol she can look up to and she can see yeah. that she'll have a pathway if she chose to go down the path of that. To, I mentioned this on the phone yesterday, but to have a connection with the sport in yes. a different way, to, to identify with it more. So I was just going to say, yeah, it is, and that's that's the excitement that it, it'll naturally bring, but I think with, with a bit of time that we've got to build it, um, it, it'll be special. I can't wait to that that first that first game. It'll be amazing. On that, on a final note, what would you both like to pass on to the fans ahead of that? I know it's a long time waiting, but what what would be the message you'd like to pass on to us all? You go first, Al. Oh, I would. Firstly, I would just say for everyone involved, just thanks for your support, and and we've even developed so many fans just with this announcement. So, um, thank you for the support that you're giving us, and um, we. Obviously, if I get the opportunity to do it, I'll, I'll always want to make our fans proud. I think they're the they're the people behind um, a lot of it, um, and I, I think just to trust the process um, and just uh, just be patient because it'll it'll all come together. And when it does, it's going to be something pretty beautiful. So, I don't think I can top that. I think that's great. I think that's what all the fans want to hear, and um, I just can't wait for the fan base of Western United to just continually grow, um, you know, and we have we have a big area to, to cover, the whole of the West, and, you know, we want all the girls in green and black tops. We want, you know, all the boys there at the games. We want the boys supporting the girls' game as well, just like the girls support the boys. I think, you know, we're, we're, set, we're now, you know, have the opportunity to, to really hone in on families as a whole. That's great. Now, I'd just like to thank you for your time today. You've been very generous and we cannot wait to watch you guys from the stands. We're so excited. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank you.